Even if it's 100% humidity. No, but I'm like, I'm kind of just at a point where like, I kind of want to take a risk and just kind of switch everything up, you know? This week in baseball. Last, this weekend. Let's call it this weekend in baseball. Um, again, this is a new segment. Uh, just what has happened in the league that we should all be aware of? What have you guys found? I want to give a shout out to the DH, Universal DH. I think it's been great for the game. I think it's been great for the NL, and um, I think it's about time. So I'm really excited about the DH going on in the future in the NL. I don't have a specific specific example, but it's just just a nice strategy piece, and to see more offense out there rather than you know see your pitcher just come out and you do you just automatically throw your hands up and you go okay well there's two outs and now we're effed you know yeah i was i was always against the dh uh well not really like against it but against the no um adding that to them because i always just was like well i don't know i really like the strategy portion of it and like double switches and stuff like that but at the end of the day, you're not really, like, losing a whole lot. And it's just kind of like, I don't know. I, I've, I've enjoyed it. It also lets you kind of have another batter. Like, Matt Kemp has been kind of fun to watch. And he wouldn't have played near as much if there wasn't a DH. So it just kind of opens the door for other players, too. And that's it's kind of cool in that aspect. I am going to go on the other side. You know, I always do. Uh, I miss the – Bunt. I miss the pitchers having to hit. I miss seeing Herman out there doing his thing. I I like the strategy, kind of like going back to the extra innings. Give me the strategy, having to figure out the baseball, what works best, making a decision, and hopefully it works out. I I like the NL style, but I'm okay with the DH, like you guys said. It just extends the lineup and more offense is more fun. But the, that old school baseball is slowly going away, and that just makes me sad. Seems like there's no small ball anymore, right? There's no, not a lot of bunting. The base stealing has been there. You know, Trevor Story especially has been stealing a lot of bases, but there's not been a lot of hit and runs or or bunting for sure. I haven't seen that like at all. So, like manufacturing runs is kind of at a premium, I guess. Exactly, and. Honestly, that makes me sad. It's just, just that thing. You just, all right, he can punt him over and he's running on second, one out. We got this, top the order. That's gone. Or the, you know, the Bumgarner bombs, the Mike Hansen bombs, the fucking Mar Bartolo Colon bombs. Like, come on. Like, you remember those moments. The only uh, pitcher, the, the only pitcher I miss hitting right now is Herman. I mean, yes. I mean, and that's the argument, right? You only miss Ramon, and we have Matt Kemp. All right, whatever. It's good. But uh, – I'm curious. I'm curious how some of the pitchers feel. Oh, you know they're pissed. You know they're side bets. You know they're angry about not making their side bets and their side competitions and stuff. They are pissed. Yeah, like, honestly, like, even if you know you're not going to be very good, like, you still want that at bat, you know? Like, you're always oh, going to say yes – to that so it'd just be kind of interesting to hear I'm, I'm sure Herman's not that happy about it because you know silver slugger but um I don't know there's probably some pitchers that really don't care but 
as just like as just like a, a ball player, you you want to play. So exactly. And all pitchers, yeah. all pitchers think they can hit anyway. Whether they're hitting point oh six seven or whatever, they all think they can do it. So it always takes one. Remember, it only takes one. John Gray hit a four hundred and sixty-seven foot home run the other year. So you're right. It takes one good swing. But yeah, the DH is here to stay. This definitely proves it. But so that makes me a little bit sad. I guess I just have to go watch a Legion ball or some shit. Um, my this week. So literally yesterday. Padres versus Dodgers. Yes, I hate talking about the Dodgers, but this is a good Dodger story for us. So Trent Grisham took Kershaw yard, took him deep, and he kind of stood him up. He looked at it. He watched it go. Um, it was a game. It took the lead home run, and he just kind of, you know, pimped the home run, like the kids play type thing. And – what Grisham said about it was, on this stage, it gives the pitcher, I've never hit a bigger home run. We look forward to this series. It's one of the biggest series of the year. Look in the dugouts. So let's go. Let's pick it up. Let's get, get after it and go get this game. Supposedly, he was looking at Kershaw, mouth up into the Dodgers, bolt, uh, dugout. Nothing in the video actually shows that. Um, he just was excited that he hit a game like you take the lead home run against Kershaw in a pivotal series and Kershaw got mad. Kershaw said, just run, run to first base, get going. Um, Kershaw, Kershaw had to say, I'm not going to worry about their team. Let him do what he wants. But he was verbally upset on the mound. And then here's the kicker. Dave Roberts being a, the overprotective dad type thing. Oh, Kershaw, pick yourself up. Let me get your little boo-boo on your knee. I don't mind admiring a home run. Certainly, it's a big game, big hit. I really like Grisham, but it just felt like felt to overstay at home plate against a guy like Clayton, who got the respect of everyone in the big leagues for what he's done in this game. I just took exception to that. There's a certain respect that you give a guy if you homer against him. No, that is completely wrong. No, no, no. It wasn't about Kershaw. It's not always about the Dodgers. It's not always about you, Dave. It ain't always about you, Clayton. Grisham hit a bomb to take the lead against your team in a pivotal series, and that's it. Let the kids play. It's not about you. Get over yourself. I'm sick of the Dodgers. I'm sick of their fans. This isn't that. This is, I did something sweet. I get to enjoy this for the 30 seconds I can, and that's it. In a story. Sick of it. Yeah, it sounds like it's a, it's a hurt pride thing. Kershaw's been top of the game for, for however long, and now, of course, he still wants to be on top of the game, which, you know, you're getting up there in age, so you're not always going to have that anymore. And being in a huge spot like that, like somebody's going to be pumped up that they got the better of you in that situation, and you just kind of need to be the bigger man. But I think egos just play into it, and Dave Roberts' response is just him – He's butthurt. That's all it is. Yeah, it is. Unfortunately, it just comes down to egos. And they're so huge at this point when you've had so much success for so long. It's just too big to come down from. So, what? And, and Grisham did not say anything specifically to the Dodgers dugout before they did. He didn't say anything to Kershaw before he did. He did not do anything to show them up. It was his moment. He enjoyed it. And that was it. 
Dude, I'm, I'm all ego. for it, man. Like, if, if you hit a home run at any level, dude, pimp it. Like, you pimp never it. know. You never know when you'll be you'll hit one again. Like, you could get injured and like never have that moment again. You know, just enjoy it. Like, you're there. You, you did something awesome. Like, you homered off Kershaw. Like, that's something that you'll tell your your grandkids. You know, Kershaw's gonna be in the Hall of Fame. So it's like. Dude, just like accept it and be like, you know what? I'm just gonna, I'm gonna get him next time. You know? And exactly. And Grisham is a young dude, earned his spot. He kind of took Tommy Pham's spot like on accident as Pham is on the DL. And so you know he's out there balling, right? Like he's out there fighting for that position. And if you can get a bomb off Kershaw, you damn well deserve to own that. So. Again, Dodgers suck. They're big, whiny babies. Roberts, get off your high horse. Get rid of your ego. Kershaw, get over yourself. Do better next time. And, like, well, on the other side of it, like, if you are the Dodgers, if you are the Yankees and stuff like that, like, it's like anything. Like, you're the Patriots. People are going to play up up when they're playing you, and, like, it's, it's a bigger deal to them than it is to you. So you just have to accept that and be like, okay, I'm on one of those teams. We're, we're generally dominant and people are, are going to pimp on us and stuff like that, you know? And be yeah, okay with that. it. To go off yeah, that, I mean. The, well, just, just to go off, off my own thing is like, <laughs> don't, um, if, if you don't want them to celebrate, don't give them a reason to. Yeah, and it's, I mean, it's kind of an ego thing on the other side, too, for Grisham to just, like, be so pumped up about that. If Kershaw isn't who Kershaw is, you're not that excited about it, probably. I mean, if you say off of... I mean, maybe. I mean, you're possibly hitting that. It's, I mean, possibly because it's a big game. Uh, kind of what this reminds me of is when Derek Dietrich hit that home run off of a Pittsburgh Pirate and just stared at it a little too long. Too long. Yeah, that, that that was a little bit excessive, but it was. Like, it, de- it definitely like, was. Do, do your thing, man. Like, if that's what you want to do, like nobody can take that away from you. Uh, okay. How about this example? When Alex Rodriguez walked across the mound against <laughs> Ryan. So, yeah. Like, was that kind of necessary? Like to like make that an entire thing. On whose part? Both of them, probably. I mean, you, 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 you know, A Rod was being petty about it. You, he did that shit on purpose. You know, he did. Yeah, that that's a little bit different to me because it's just like you're just like trying to piss people off at that point, you know? Like that that comes into like I don't know, pimping is fine, but that just kind of becomes a little bit disrespectful. Excuse That's me. not being fun. Excuse me. Are you saying that Alex Rodriguez, the guy that complained about the New York Mets bidding system and that he was cheated out of that, the guy that took steroids and then completely and unjustifiably rebuilt his public image to be a public announcer when he has no fucking business to do any of those things, was petty? Or the, the yeah, knock the ball out of the dude's hand in the uh, ALCS, like... <laughs> I don't know, man. A-Rod, 
A Rod doesn't get any benefit of the doubt for me. So. A Rod sucks. A Rod yeah. sucks. Hey, <laughs> hey, bud, I think A Rod would be the first person to tell you if you're not cheating, you're not trying. But if he, you ain't, if you are that. cheating, you're still a douchebag. <laughs> like, well, was he the one that uh, was rounding third and like yelled, "I got it" when somebody was making a? a yep. <laughs> we could probably just keep on going about all the stupid shit that A Rod did. Yeah, should we make a fifteen-minute video on just A Rod being an ass? Oh, he's also he also compared somebody to Jordan and Tiger Woods. That had no business to be compared to Jordan or Tiger Woods. I think it was Aaron Judge. I think you compared Aaron Judge to Michael Jordan and Tiger Woods. And like, what are you talking about? He's so bad at his job now, too. I think what man I'll, I'll just I think I'll just make three minute videos breaking down each one of his shitty moments, and then people can just call me out for being a clone, and then you know we can just go from there. Oh, dude, you want to talk about clickbait? You put anything a rod. Like you're gonna get some views, so <laughs> look Sounds out like for a it, Joshua. Right. Hopefully, Joshua was looking out for it. Um, Kirk, what, what's your around the around the league? Hopefully, it's not uh, A Rod based. Yeah, this is something you brought up to me, Aaron. But the uh, Tampa Bay Rays started all left-handed batters against the Red Sox which was, um, I believe that was the first time in history that that's happened, where that everybody was the same handedness batting. Um, they won 11 to one. And I kind of wanted to talk about that a little bit where it's like, why, why don't we see more of that? Especially knowing starting pitchers going in, into, um, into the game and stuff. And on, on another note, the, the Rays are just kind of one of these teams that try this kind of stuff. They were no, notorious for the opener for a little bit there, too. Um, so it's just kind of interesting. They're just kind of going outside of the um, norm and trying these things, which, I mean, you can say they won the game because of that. They won 11-1, to 1, but it's kind of hard to really – they could have won either way, but – um, just kind of interesting. What do you guys think about having total split-handed lineups, especially with kind of if, if they expanded rosters a little bit like they did this year? I don't know. It's just – it's kind of interesting. The race situation was awesome because it made history, but late in the game, like that's got to obviously mess some things up pretty hardcore once you go to the, to the lefty in the pen, right? I mean that's my yeah, but that's then you pro you probably have all your righties on the bench, so then you can kind of just kind of platoon them in and just be situational throughout the rest of the game. And those left-handers, some of those left-handers are definitely switch hitters. Like there's no way you have nine just straight up lefties on on the bench, like ready to go. Yeah, and there's no, yeah exactly. There's no way you have two, three shut down bullpen arms that are lefties. So you just yeah. kind of out probably. But, yeah, it's crazy. I mean, if you ain't trying, if you ain't using stats, you ain't trying, right, A-Rod? It's completely different, though, James. Relax. Um, it's – yeah, I mean, like you said, the Rays are out there. They're they're outside the bubble. They're trying to figure out ways to win ball games in any way they can, and that's just fun. Let's just try this. I'm sure is how the conversation went. And 
the Red Sox aren't a good team. And their pitching staff is made up of double A players. Like who, like who knows if that would have worked against like, you know, a stud, but you know, it's an advantage. You got to take any advantage you can. So if I can throw out nine lefties against a staff that can't get out lefties, why the fuck not? Yeah. And their, their lineup isn't even that bad. Like Meadows is a lefty, you know, low, had a great game that, that game. Um, so you kind of have to have the team to do it. But, I mean, obviously you're not going to sit Nolan against a righty, you know, something like that. So it, it really just kind of depends on your team. But, I don't know, it's just kind of an interesting aspect of it. What are the Nuggets looking like right now? Dude, it's wet, man. They are just – Launching bombs and everything's going in right now. Seventy, sixty-three, and they were down. They were down by nine, uh, two minutes before halftime. All right, let's go. Rays are doing things. The co- the Dodgers are still little bitches, and the DH is here to stay. Um, that's it. We're Blake Street Banner. One of us knows what the word banter means. The other two are along for the ride. Let's go, Nuggets! <laughs> I tricked you. See ya. Thank you for watching. Find us on Twitter, Instagram, YouTube. You can listen to us on Spotify, Apple's Podcast, or Google Podcast by looking up Blake Street Banter. Thank you.